Hi, this is Anna. And this is Bob. And this is Check It at the Round Table, saying that you too can get an anchor podcast. On any subject you like, and we mean any subject. Penguins? Um, toasters. Heliotrope. Balloons. Xylophones. Quadricycles. Wow. Yeah. The options are truly limitless. Download yeah. the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's super easy, super fun, and it's free. Totally awesome. And free. Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing Mr. Hart, Season 1, Episode 8. This episode I really liked. I mean, the rest of the show, I mean, it's okay. But this episode I liked. I still think it seems a little forced. I still think everything and it's kind of a little not there. But I still like certain parts of this episode. What this episode follows is after Sagwa and Jinwan win the race, Sagwa kind of disappears. Sagwa rips up the contract so that he is not having to be paid to be a pacemaker. Sagwa leaves. Sagwa changes his door code because he thinks, you know, everything's over between him and Jinwan and he's just going to go, you know, live his life. And the poor thing for Sagwa is he's sitting there going, you know, nothing really changed. I mean, I went, I told this person I cared about them. Um, they didn't reciprocate, apparently, and I won the race, which should have been great. But, you know, what's the point of winning a race if, you know your relationships are messed up. I mean, I don't mean it weird, but that's kind of where Sagwa's at. So anyway, um, Sagwa ends up going back to deliver milk, even though he doesn't still owe um, the loan sharks. He just does it because, you know, it's his job. And so he's delivering milk, and he comes to the last spot, which is his favorite place on the planet, when he's feeling sad or just wants to go look out at the world that he's in. And, or the world through, at the city he's in, and Jinwon's there, and Jinwon punches him. And he's like, you know, Jinwon, just because I came in first, the only reason I came in first was because I knew if I didn't, I would have to sign that paper and become your paid pacemaker, and I'm not doing that. And he said, you know, if you can't handle the fact that I came in first instead of you, how do you ever expect to get to number one in the world for marathons? And, you know, Sag was finally being like, duh, 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 which is kind of cool to see because up until this point, Sagwa hasn't been that way. And, you know, I think sometimes in life, it really does come down to saying, duh, 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 and then, you know, you said that and you're moved forward and you can actually recalibrate, which sounds really weird. But, you know, I'm not really into conflict, so I'm not a very good person to discuss this with. But I'm just saying, Sag was saying that, I think, is when everything kind of started to turn around for him. And then Jimron looks at him and goes, you think that I'm being petty and I'm mad because you won the race. I'm not mad because you won the race. I'm mad because you, A, changed your door code, and B, disappeared. And Sag was like... Um, excuse me, but why is this even part of the conversation? And then he's kind of going, you can see in his mind, he's got these <laughs> gears rolling. And he's going, why is he upset? I changed my door code. And, he's, and Jim was like, you know what? You need to be consistent in life. You have been consistent up until this point about telling me that you liked me, telling me that you wanted to, you know, have it be more than like. And then you just, you know, up and leave. And, and Sag was sitting there going, 
you know, I up and left because apparently you didn't want any part of that and you kind of, I thought, shut the door on that. And so you've got these two guys standing and they're just like, da, 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 and um, it's kind of funny to watch because it's like watching two kids. And I don't know why, but whenever I see things like this, I sit there and go, we never really grow up. I mean, we might want to think that we are grown up. We might want to think we're mature. But at the end of the day, we're all sitting there like a bunch of three-year-olds who are trying to decide how to handle the fact that so-and-so has a fire truck and you don't, and how do you deal with that issue? I mean, really, in the end of the day, that's kind of it. I mean, it sometimes is a little more complex than that, but oftentimes, no. And it's why I think it's so funny to watch in film. But anyway, Jim one is sitting there, and he is very upset, and he's like, you know, I do think I like you. I have never liked anyone before, so I don't really know if I like you or not. And so you have this very awkwardness between the two of them. And then they finally decide that they're going to make this work. And then they um, end up going for their first date, which is absolutely hilarious because Jimon has dressed up and Sangha has got dressed up. And they are trying to figure out what to do on the first date because neither one of them have ever gone on a first date with anyone. And it's funny because Sakura goes, well, certainly you must have gone on a first date with somebody to Jimon. And Jimon's like, yes, 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 I have. And then he's like, no, I really have not. And Sakura's sitting there going, oh, he's backpedaling because he doesn't want me to think that he didn't go on a first date, but he didn't. And it's so funny to watch their awkwardness and then they end up just deciding to go take a run because they can't really think of what to do. So, but I like the end of this because I really like the fact that during that co-com flab between Sangha and Jinwon, there's this moment where Jinwon says, you know what, I don't want you to be my pacemaker because I want you to be my rival because if we're on equal footing, in life, we could also maybe be on equal footing in love. And I'm going, that is a very imperative part of this whole thing. I mean, whether you're talking about the series as a whole or their relationship, because I think the thing is, is if you can't see someone as your equal, there's no way you're going to make a relationship work, whether that's, you know, as a friend, as a compatriot, as a romantic interest. You know, if you can't see them as your equal, it's going to cause problems. And I really like that bit in this, that little quote that's at the end of this. And I don't know why, but a lot of BL movies tend to have these little gems of a quote that leave you thinking and you're going, darn, why don't we have this in like a rom-com where we leave them with, you know, this little nugget that they can think about. I mean, I don't mean it bad, but really, why does it always have to just be the BL movies? And I'm not trying to be bad here. I'm just simply pointing out that I think we should leave nuggets in regular movies too. I mean, other genres, you know, I'm just saying, why does it always have to just be the BLs? Why can't I sit down and watch a rom-com and have it have a nugget of that? I mean, I see it a lot in the drama series. They are loaded with nuggets, depending on which drama you're watching. But I'm just saying, as a genre, the BLs typically leave you with this little quote at the end that you're going, hmm, okay. But the other thing I liked about this is at the very end of the show when they're running for their date, um, the Sangwa character says, you know, whether you're talking about life or whether you're talking about love, it's like a marathon. Once you start, you really can't stop it. I'm going, you know, that's kind of true. Although, you know, sometimes love does quit and sometimes life does quit. But I think, you know, the 
realization that they need to be equals if they're going to make anything work really um, is a good imperative one. Again, I'm not particularly um, enamored with this series. I, I mean, I really didn't come to the table with high hopes for it because, again, I looked at it and went, oh, South Korean BL. This is going to be kind of like other South Korean BLs, and unfortunately, I was right. I mean, I don't like being right. I wish sometimes I was dead wrong about stuff. Sometimes I wish, you know, yeah, I could be pleasantly surprised and it would not be that way, but this was not one of those times. And again, the other thing I really didn't like about it is the super short episodes. I mean, I'm not sure we're, but 11 minutes? I'm guessing that Vicky Rukaton's probably going to combine them all, so it will be like a, you know, 80-minute movie when it's all said and done. But it was just really weird to have the 11-minute episodes. And I did like the musical score. The music was nice. It was kind of lighthearted and um, happy. Um, it's not like um, if you're used to like music from, for example, Love by Chance or um, like other Korean drama types like um, Romance as a Bonus Book. This is not the same kind of music. Everything's kind of lighter and less realistic in this show. I mean, I'm not trying to be bad here, and I think it's great, again, that they're doing these kind of shows in South Korea right now, just because it will maybe help lessen the difficulties there for people who are homosexual because of the stigmatism attached. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying every little bit helps, but I just wasn't really impressed with the quality of acting or the um, portrayal storyline and, you know, the music was okay, but it wasn't, like, monumental. And I don't mean it weird, but I figure if we're going to put our effort and time and energy into something, we should end up with something that's, well, bloody monumental. So that is kind of my review of Mr. Hart. I would probably give it a 4 out of 10. Um, again, you could sit down and watch this with anybody. There's nothing in it that your kids couldn't see. Um, I might skip the loan shark thing just because I'm not into watching that kind of behavior. But again, a lot of people would have no trouble whatsoever with that. So you make the judgment call. And with that, on and out on my review of Mr. Hart, Season 1, Episode 8. Bye!